1: How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. This coronavirus has made us a country in crisis, no doubt. But you know what's more contagious than this virus? Anxiety. That's right, anxiety. It's making people crazy, and it's only going to go from bad to worse day by day. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. High
2: anxiety, whenever you're near. High anxiety,
1: it's you that I fear. That's right. That's right. High anxiety. It's gripped this country worse than the coronavirus. And, and listen, that was Mel Brooks singing to Madeline Kahn in High Anxiety back in 1977. Folks, that was a comedy. But this is no joke. But that's what it is. It is high anxiety, and it is it has absolutely gripped this country. And as I said, it's only going to get worse day by day. It's only going from bad to worse day by day. And, and please do not misunderstand what I'm trying to bring out here. This coronavirus, it's serious business. It is serious business. But when I say it's making people ca- uh, crazy, it's making people crazy. It's making the country crazy. The way it's being reported is a disgrace. I've been part of the media. I am part of the media, and it, 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 I'm ashamed of way of the way it's being delivered to the public. It's making people paranoid. It's making people nuts. Listen, I have a wife. I have two daughters. I have two son-in-laws. I have three grandchildren. Five, four, and two. I love my family more than words can describe. I'm sure you love your families. We are all concerned. But we have to use a little common sense. And common sense has flown the coop. Common sense does not exist what I'm seeing in, 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 in groceries, what I'm seeing in people, what I'm seeing from the media, how how the news is being delivered. You know, I called my doctor last week and um, I didn't call about myself. I called because I trust him more than words can say guy's great and you know i said to him doc uh, the reason i'm calling you because i don't like the everything that i'm hearing on tv I, i just don't like it i first of all every doctor today wants to be on tv i shouldn't say every doctor but it seems like every doctor Yeah, I, I can't even begin to tell you, you, you know, over the years, like d- doing sports for so many years, you know, if if a guy, uh, a, a star athlete had a knee injury or had this or had, had that, I can't tell you how many calls I would get. Oh, do you want to speak to this doctor? Or you don't want to speak to that doctor? And I would say to the PR person calling, let me ask you a question. Did, did this doctor check this particular guy? Because if he didn't, what's he going to tell me? He's going to talk in general terms? Well, stick the general terms up your ass. I want to know what we're dealing with. So anyway, I, I call my doctor. And I asked him about this. And he sp- explained it to me in the most basic terms. He said, Russ, the coronavirus is far more contagious than the flu. Okay far more contagious, but it's not more dangerous. And he said, in fact, more people are going to die from the flu. Uh, but he said it was going to go from bad to worse. And the reason he explained things going from bad to worse is because you're going to get more people testing positive for the coronavirus. Now, people can spin numbers. First of all, people can spin numbers any which way they want, not just in this, in politics, in everything. When in politics is a whole other issue, I'm, I'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, for, for example, uh, they say, well, you, you know, the death rate or what? With with, with the numbers, we don't know what the coronavirus, the the reason you don't know the numbers, because people walk around with the coronavirus, they never get tested. And the reason they don't get tested, they never know that they have it. See, when you go with the flu and you, you go to the doctor, you know that you have it. So you have a statistic on it. But I, I have seen the anxiety that has gripped this country. And, and I have felt it on a personal level. I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Last week, one of my dearest friends in the world. Well, it's funny. I've My two closest friends, my two very best friends. One, his son was getting married on April 18th. My other best friend, his daughter is getting married June 27th. Okay? Uh, let's, Let's go into the anxiety that his family is feeling. Because on the best day, listen, I've had two daughters get married. Brides always get stressed out. Throw the coronavirus into this factor and people are going bonkers. Un- unfortunately, the one uh, who was scheduled to get married on April 18th has had to have it postponed. Can't have crowds over 50. They're get, we're getting married in Philadelphia. So it should be the biggest hardship that they suffer through. But, my friend, uh, and my other friend. So he was—he ha- turned seventy last week, and he was having a uh, little small gathering of a dinner party on the just um, just this past Friday. Just this past Friday. So I meet him for lunch a couple of days before, and he walks into the restaurant. And he's got this long face on, and w- which was so unlike him, like like a long face. Like God forbid, somebody had died. So I said, "What's the matter?" Ah, I just had to do something that really bothered me. I said, "What'd you have to do?" He called up his good friend, who he had to disinvite from this dinner party he was having, and it was only like a dinner party, the small birthday celebration, you know. He was turning 70, maybe 10, 12 people. Why did he disinvite the person? Well, his dear friend was flying back from Spain. And he was flying back the day before the dinner party so he could be there on time. And he called his friend. He said, listen, I'm going to ask you not to come because you're coming back from Spain where there's been major outbreak of this. And uh, all the people at the party were over sixty years old, and he said I would have to ask everybody if they would feel comfortable. I just didn't think it was right, so he asked the person not to come, and the person understood and didn't come. But then the next day, or in fact the day of the party, we all got a group email, and I could sense the tone of the email. And this is this is not anybody, and this is not some paranoid knucklehead. This is as sound a person as you can know. He sent an email to everybody. Listen, I'm I'm having some thoughts about this. I don't want to cancel yet, but if you people have misgivings, I would really like to hear your opinion. Please let me know uh, ASAP. And if you want me, I will cancel tonight's party. Well, fortunately, everybody, everybody responded. In a positive way. And I lightened up everybody. Because my response in reply was. No bleeping way. You're going to cancel this bleeping party. Because we're going to have a bleeping great time. So bleep this and bleep that. And everybody was hysterical over it. They all responded to my email. And we all went to this dinner party. And we had the most wonderful time. And some of the people who went to the dinner party. Had anxiety. And why am I telling you this story? Because and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from a personal standpoint. You can drive yourself crazy. And, and when we left the party, people were thanking each other for making each other relax. And, 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 and it disappeared. The anxiety was gone. I'm watching the reports. This past week, on one day, you had Dumbo, Dishonorable, de Blasio saying, no, we're not going to close New York City schools. You had Cuomo, Governor Cuomo saying, no, we're not going to close the schools. Close the schools creates other issues, blah, blah, blah. Two days later, they're closing the schools. Now I don't have a problem with that since they're closing everything else. But do you think this shit out before you open up your mouth? Or don't we tell our our kids and people you should think before you speak? What what's that uh what was it, Mark Twain as somebody said or I I don't it was I don't know if it was attributed to, to Mark Twain or to Abraham Lincoln. Uh um Better to uh, remain silent and be thought of as a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Well, that's what some of our politicians and leaders are doing. It's it, it's absolutely moronic. And when I say, when I say that um, anxiety is more contagious than the coronavirus, I mean it. High anxiety,
2: whenever you're near.
1: High anxiety, it's you that I fear. Well, I'm telling you, that's what I fear. Because when this is over, and it's going to be over, the depression... I, I I say this as a figure of speech, but it's like people are going to be jumping out of windows. People are going to be broke. They will have lost their livelihood. It's terrible. You're closing the restaurants. Look, I get it. To a point. I heard this uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's everybody's heard, the head of the Center for uh, Disease Control or Allergy. Well, you know, he, you see him every place. And he does not a good job. He does a great job. And he was asked. Uh, I, I was watching Face the Nation. Who, by the way, to talk about how the media handles things. I watched Face the Nation this past week. I DVR everything. I watched Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan and I watched Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. And they both had Fauci on. And Margaret Brennan's show absolutely pissed all over Chuck Todd and Meet the Press because she had they both had Fauci on, but she has Fauci questions frank and to the point and and to break it down in simplest terms so you And me and Joe Blow at home could understand. She asked about, well, what is it, you know, like, I see you standing next to people. You know, you're not six feet away. And Dr. Fauci said, well, yeah, you know, some of us are on the front line. Can't be that way. But he brought out a point. He says, look. She says, suppose you are six feet away. He, he, He goes if you're standing six feet away from a person or you're in a room where somebody had the virus, let me tell you something. He goes, it is so, you are so, the the risk to you is so minimal. Like, where you don't have to worry. She asked about being in a restaurant. To which point he said, now a restaurant is different. Because if you're going into a restaurant and you're sitting near people and and in close proximity and you're sitting for an hour or two, well, then there's a chance, a far greater chance. So I wouldn't do that. And he said, personally, I wouldn't go into a restaurant. Fair point. But here's what I'm saying. Since we're dealing with people's lives and livelihoods, instead of closing all the restaurants— OK, I like, again, folks, I'm trying to deal if I'm a leader and I'm trying to deal in common sense and looking at all the boundaries, maybe I'm going to say, all right, listen, people, I don't want to shut you down. But we have to have restrictions. So let's say you have 100 tables in your restaurant. I'm, I'm just throwing out round numbers, folks. All right. Of those hundred tables, get rid of fifty of them. I don't want any tables closer than I, I, I pick a number. We said six feet. I'll say ten feet apart. The, the 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 tables can't be any closer. Make it so people and listen. If you're coming into the restaurant, chances are you're going out. If you're going with your wife or or your lady friend or boyfriend or Whatever, you know the person you're going with. Okay? So so make it so that it's viable. That That's all I'm saying. You know how many people, you, you think businesses, I, I have some very close friends in the restaurant business, and fortunately, they're extremely, extremely successful. But, you know, Everybody can only take what's so much of a hit. But I believe they'll be able, they'll still be standing when this is over. Mind you, they're going to lose a shitload of business. But how about the people who aren't extremely, extremely successful, who they're running a business, they have one restaurant. You know, a lot of these people live from week to week or a couple of weeks to couple of weeks, you think they could stand to be closed just like that? What's going to happen when this is over? That—that's that, what I'm saying. It's going to be like that. People are going to want to jump out windows. Has anybody thought of that? They're just making decisions now, and I get, you know, Doctor Fauci, Anthony Fauci, has said better to be overly cautious. Than going in the other way. I I understand that. You know what's the old uh, expression? Better to be safe than sorry. I understand that. B- but but it, it it's to a point that I I'm watching my wife and I. I, I mentioned before we were going to the dinner party, <laughs> so we were parking the car, and who a a, a young person had to be. I don't know could have been more than 30 years old, wasn't walking, wasn't walking by with a, uh, you know, the the mask, the surgical mask, had a full-blown gas mask on, a full-blown gas mask. I mean, this, this nonsense, what's going on in stores, you can't go to Costco, uh, like toilet paper, it's going out, I mean, are you kidding me? The the, the actions, it's made people crazy. The anxiety has made people nuts. Absolutely nuts. High anxiety, whenever
2: you're near. High anxiety,
1: it's you that I fear. I'm telling you, I'm more fearful of the anxiety right now. Than I am of the virus. I, I've listen. Both my daughters, they love pops to death, yeah, and then they're not paranoid young women. They beg me, Dad, please don't go into restaurants, Dad. And I, I get it. You know, it's our family, but I also get. They watch the news. My wife is not one of these nuts uh, that's a little softy that that melts over everything. But we were in bed watching the news, and I sensed the anxiety that was overcoming her. Because C- it's it's the reporting day in and day out it's a press conference to announce a press conference to announce that okay do we have to have a press conference oh okay somebody died we, we now we have as of this folks we have 3 people who've died in new york city do i have to have a press conference every time somebody dies no seriously and and here's the other thing they continually report Somebody died. Before they say somebody died, why don't they say this? Okay, Here, let me give you an example. So far in New York City, as of when I'm recording this, there's an 82 year old woman from Brooklyn who died, a 65 year old man from Rockland County in Suffern who died and a 79 year old woman. um, I believe she was from Manhattan. Just She's the third one who, who just recently died as of the time I'm talking about this. Well, h- how about reporting it, not the age and the pre-existing condition after the fact? How about reporting, um, all right, folks, this is uh, here. For example, uh, this, uh, Russ Salzberg here. Listen, I'm sorry to say uh, a 79-year-old man or woman with the pre-existing condition uh just passed away. An 82-year-old woman in Brooklyn who had emphysema and, and many health issues passed away from the coronavirus. But it's almost like when they deliver the news, it's almost like, oh, by the way, they yes, they did have pre-existing conditions. You know, when they talk about this, you know, people like my age, let's say, over 60. Well, well, yeah. But what kind of shape are you in? Do you take care of yourself? You know, I, I was talking with Crash, my guy who you hear always say, um, uh, you know, takes good care of me, it, you know, putting my podcast together. His dad was a smoker. His dad has some health issues. His dad's what, 79, whatever he is. My, my point being, his dad is being careful. That's common sense. We all need to use common sense and common sense has flown the coop. And when I tell you, uh, I also mentioned I was at this dinner party and there was a very brilliant guy there, uh, highly successful psychologist, and I'm the one. He didn't bring it up. I'm the one who brought up this high anxiety and he just looked at me. And said, boy, you're 100% right. He, he, He was telling me in the past week what he's dealing with with clients. The anxiety level is off the roof. It's only going to get worse. Yes, the coronavirus, it could get worse before it gets better. And that's what they're saying. And I believe that. But you you, you, got to live. What did I say? And and again, I'm not a medical doctor. Okay. But but we've all heard this. You know, if God forbid, let's say you have cancer. Because you have a good attitude doesn't mean it's not going to kill you. But you do hear this. It's your mental approach to it will help you fight the disease. Well, if we're going to get the coronavirus, you're going to get it. Doesn't mean you're dying from it. You might, you, chances are you won't even know you have it. Chances are you won't even know you have it. You and me, we might be walking around with it and we're never going to get tested for it. In fact, Fauci brought that up. Dr. Fauci. So you got to live your life. You, you know, I'm I'm not trying to compare diseases, but but I'm trying to give you a perspective on attitudes. Um, if, if some of you know me, and I would think if you listen to this, a great many of you do. And you know, I've been heavily involved with the Muscular Dystrophy Association for many years, 30 plus years back when Jerry Lewis, let him rest in peace. Used to do the Labor Day Telethon and myself and Tony Orlando uh, would uh, host here, uh, you know, in New York City. And I'm still involved with it. And I deal with people every year. We, we have this big gala every year where, where once a year we raise a million dollars. Uh, on this particular night, it's called the Muscle Team Gala, and um, you know what? You know what? All the parents I've got to know many parents and what over the years, and, and you know, you know, uh, mom said to me, "You know, Russ, we love you." I says, "Oh, that's very nice." And, you know, it's touching. I says, "But no," but she says, "You know why?" She says, "Because you get it." And so I said, "What do you mean? I get it." She says, you know that this sucks. It sucks being a parent of a child with neuromuscular disease. But what options do we have? Never forgotten that. What options do we have? And, and people say to me, she goes, people say to me all the time, Janet, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. And Janet's response was, there's no other options. You have to deal with it and fight through it. And you get, well, the reason I'm telling you this story, because it it just struck me right now as I'm speaking. Uh, Janet's son, who's, I've known her for, her and her son for 20, I guess 20 years now. His son's now 25. He's graduating law school next month. Seton Hall Law School. They dealt with it we have to deal with this and i'm not saying be cavalier about it but i think it's making everybody crazy it it it's causing uh, it, it it it's causing people almost to lose perspective what what did uh, what was it fdr once said we have nothing to fear but fear itself Fear can be a crippling thing. Fear can be a very crippling thing. And and, and when I say this, I mean, anybody who knows me, anybody who knows Russ Salzberg knows, if I'm afraid of anything, I'm afraid of, God forbid, something happen to any members of my family. But we all got to live our lives, we, we can't live in a bubble. We got to go do what we do. And here's the other thing. If, if you feel a certain way and you want to feel anxious and you want to feel, I don't want to, well, I'll say if you want to feel neurotic, that's on you. But uh, how about this? don't put it on somebody else. And for you people who don't have the anxiety, don't allow other people to give you the anxiety because anxiety can be extremely, extremely crippling. High anxiety
2: whenever you're near. High anxiety it's you
1: that I fear. I, I, I'm telling you. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm playing a Smell Brooks song from the movie back in 1977 to lighten things up. But it, I'm being dead serious about this. I, I have, I drove into the city, I had to get fitted for a suit this past Saturday. It broke my heart. Driving in, I, I drove in from Jersey. There was no traffic Saturday afternoon. Past the avenues, major avenues, 6th Avenue, 5th Avenue, Madison Avenue, Lexington Park, 3rd. It was like nobody. Folks, you got to live. Believe me, I don't want to go to any funerals. I don't want you people to have to go to any funerals. But we all have to live. And I'm... The one thing that really aggravates me, because I see it all the time, it's still a political football. You know, I watched... The last debate between Biden and uh the commie socialist Bernie Sanders and Bernie I I looked at my wife and I said get a load of the balls the nuts on this guy. He Bernie Sanders must have trouble when he walks because his balls are so big he must trip over them every time he takes a step. He Bernie says, you know all of our countries we have to, I'm paraphrasing, but basically, you know, with all our countries, we got to get together now. We, You know, we got to fight this together. And I'm saying, I look at my wife, I'm saying, can you imagine a balls on this old son of a bitch? We we all got to get together now. This is the same guy. How about you getting together with the Republican Party? How about you getting together with your, your uh, counterparts within this country? Instead of pissing all over each other. It's still a political football. And you know what? When I watch the news, you turn on the different stations. And when you watch it, boy, it's still... You would think... I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, folks. You would think Donald Trump created... The coronavirus. Like he must have been in a laboratory. Remember the movie Young Frankenstein? He must have been in a laboratory concocting the coronavirus. And all this is doing. The only thing I can tell you folks. If you want to allow yourselves. To be made crazy it's on you my heart breaks you know to all the families who might have lost somebody the 82 year old woman in new York uh, in brooklyn the 65 year old man in in uh, up in suffern the 79 year old woman i listen you nobody wants to lose a family member but again the people who are at risk high risk are people with pre existing conditions over the age of 60, 65? I, I, I'm not saying it can't hit somebody else, but if, if we're talking about statistics, let's talk about the statistics. Do not. I'm, I beg of all of you be strong, deal with it, use your common sense, don't be stupid. Now, I will say this also. The one thing that I do agree with about bars being closed. Bars and nightclubs and discos and what. Did he still call them discos? I don't know. They should be closed. And you could say, well, Russ, why should they be closed? Well, first of all, you don't want gatherings of over 50 people. Uh, I understand that. But here's the other reason why they should be closed. Why do people go into bars? In particular... Young people, why do they go into bars? They go into bars to meet other young people. And to get a little close. And maybe, you know, a little snuggle up. And a little, how shall we say, hoochie-coochie? And exchanging spit amongst other things? No, seriously, that's what happens in bars. So that I get. But closing down this and closing down that, I, I I just I don't understand. And and what you know, if you're going to close down everything, well, I get how how can you not close down the schools? But what 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 were you wishy-washy about before you came to this decision? And all this is done, all it has done. It has created what? It has created high anxiety. High anxiety whenever you're near.
2: High anxiety,
1: it's you that I fear. Well, I'm going to call it a day right now, folks. High anxiety has gripped us all. I suggest to you, don't let it beat you down. You got to fight it off. Okay? Because if you don't, it's going to cripple you. And I put that on you. Don't allow it to do that. That, my friends, is a wrap here. I want to thank all of you once again for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Please let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You can always check out my website, russsalzberg.com. My thanks to the big man across the way, Crash, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano, Uh to my 77 WABC program director, Dave Labrosi, his outstanding... Uh, Assistant Program Director Matt Dahl. And last but certainly not least, a great big thank you to you, the people out there, because without you, the people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is Russ Salzberg saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't let the anxiety beat you down. High anxiety
2: whenever you're near. My anxiety, it's you that I fear. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy, hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call one 800 ChemDry or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's one 800 ChemDry or visit ChemDry.com today.